Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. This week I'm joined by uh, Matthew Barber. Say hello Matt. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, and this week we are doing our first ever Polish beer. Um, we are trying Tyski. Probably Sorry, butchering that, so apologies for everyone uh, who actually can speak Polish and uh, and can realise that I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Uh, but yes, it's a quite quite big, or has always been around here in the UK for a while. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into that later. Matthew, what have you got for us for the hot topic? Well, so news, right? So um, obviously the hot topic. I, I maybe we don't need to do a picture every week as though it's news to everyone but one thing I'm pretty sure is not going to be news to you I mean this is big news I'm talking big big, big like, news like on the scale of like it's like you know we've got small medium it is large news right <laughs> it's as the Spanish would say grande grande news. grande <laughs> news so apparently were you trying to think of the Spanish word for news then <laughs> I wouldn't have known to start off with, so no, I, I'm going to maintain I was just pausing for dramatic effect. So, news, and also, as does seem to be a theme uh, that recurs with a lot of when we are talking about beers and breweries, breweries buying breweries. So, yes. Throw some words. As we know, the brewing industry was built on mergers and acquisitions, don't we, Barbara? Exactly. That's what we saying. Yeah, and also um, friendships of people who like beer. <laughs> and five key ingredients. Five ingredients. El- there are three elements that you can always count on. Friends liking beer, <laughs> the five key ingredients, and breweries buying other breweries. <laughs> and ignore the first two. Today we're talking about brewery, brewery being brewery. <laughs> Breweries. That's easy for you to say. That's your favourite saying of all time. (laughs) We've had that about six times in the last two episodes. Um, So, I'll say a word and you say the first four brewery-themed words that come into your head. How about that? Okay. Okay. So, my first word, and you say the first four or five brewery-themed words that come out. Okay. Japan. Crisp. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad you didn't put an S on the end I thought you were going to say crisps <laughs> no, you Okay, crisp, you know, that's fine Yeah, crisp uh, Heritage, when it comes yeah. to brewing mm-hmm. um, They consume a lot of beer as well So yeah. volume mm-hmm. uh, I mean, four and five, okay, let's keep going uh, They're becoming a melting pot for craft beer A lot of craft beer breweries are, are they're, they're kind of merger of movement of, of Brewdog yep. into uh, Japan really highlighted that but Japan has got amazing craft beers you went uh, way past your well. five words a long time yeah ago, sorry I'll I'll stop. I will stop I'll stop <laughs> okay no that's okay and so I'm right now I want you to name I'm not sure what, where you go with this <laughs> first first five breweries who come to mind if I were to say to you craft brewers just in the world yeah go on go worldwide and, um, okay. and to that end try and do a mix okay let's do Brewdog yeah. um, let's do uh, Vocation Brewery let's do Stone Brewing obviously yeah. um, let's do um, let's do oh, the pressure gosh. the pressure My, it really has like Montauk Brewery springs to mind as well I'm okay. trying to think of of, uh, of a fantastic French craft brewer but I, it's, it's literally come out like literally escaped my brain um I'm well, it's not to... the French one that I'm talking about anyway. Okay, okay. Basically, 
well, you, you nailed it with your descriptions of Japanese brewing. So mm. if, if I was to tell you Sapporo, mm. I say, I'm still pitching it like it's news to you. You know Sapporo. Well, I, I, what do you, you know, Sapporo I, and their, their, their purchase of, of stone brewing. Is that yeah, what you're talking okay. about? Why don't I okay. go around the okay. bush like that? Basically, ladies and gentlemen, Sapporo have now finally bought stone brewing. Mm-hmm. That's big news. It's huge. I can't underestimate how big a news that is. I like it's bigger than large or grande. I'd say it's um, mahusive is not a Spanish word, is it? <laughs> but but <laughs> it that's be. that's the that's the territory we're talking talking of. Because I mean, stone, uh, you know, uh, trendsetters for craft. Some brewery. would some would argue the fathers of, or sorry, the leaders in the craft brewing movement. Yeah, I think there is there, that that does is not doesn't undersell them. You know, that doesn't oversell them. Sorry, like they are one of the brew, brewers that a lot of craft beer companies have probably positioned themselves after or like angled themselves against or said, hey, you guys are doing it great. I'd love to do what you're doing, but in my country. And so have done that in their country. You know, this is one of the biggest craft beer names out there. Um, you know, having listened to uh, the owner of Stone Brewing talk about his kind of rise, uh, you know, to it. And he still is a very, very humbled guy uh you know in the world and like you know he just basically said it was bloody hard <laughs> you know <laughs> it wasn't like you know it just suddenly it happened like no no he's still working on it and he's fallen out with business partners he's you know the money's gone away he's had to do you know second third mortgages home just to kind of keep the lights on at stone at some point so the whole story behind stone brewing is nothing but a miracle of like passion of brewing and kind of that that's why people love it so much in this craft brewing industry yeah so and um, i mean well just to to give people the, the bit of detail that, that might be missing for anyone who's, who's missed the bit of news is that so it was actually confirmed last week uh, i believe it's 165 million dollars um sapporo's acquisition uh for for stone brewing um japan oldest beer brand uh, uh sorry sapporo oldest beer brand in in japan uh and basically they were sizing stone up for you know expanding their operations uh and i think they have made some reassurances about you know the people who worked at stones you know that's not under any any threat because they basically like what they're doing and just looking to expand and also maybe maybe get hold of that u.s market basically so um it's big um you know that presumably you know for anyone who's a fan of a craft beer you've got to think that that's going to be bankrolling um some new craft beers that that everyone loves and, and, and enjoys so um uh you know i don't think there's anyone well, well you, everyone can have their own opinion on it but not necessarily a bad thing um but it is a merger of 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 uh, titanic proportions <laughs> yeah well and i was i was kind of liking this because obviously when you think about a, a big company like sapporo mm. coming in and taking over craft brew you're like oh it's over all done it's gonna be new management it's gonna be a whole different beer you know they've lost their soul mm-hmm. the fact that stip who's the you know the founder is just like really going this is great. This is the. F- this is he literally. I'm quoting here that this is oh, the Maria Stip. I think she's CEO. CEO. Yeah, yeah. The fact that she's saying that you know that this is the most you know this is an acquisition that's unlike any that's ever happened before because uh, that they've seen in craft because it's the most as she quoting as the most uncompromising partnership they could have asked for. So the basically what's happened is Sapporo is keeping everyone on. This is what they're saying that no one is leaving, losing their jobs over at craft uh, at stone. Uh, again, we'll, 
time will be the you know the best advocate <laughs> yeah. for that. Uh, we'll see what happens. But what's also happened is it's like the brand of of stone and the production of stone beers and also Sapporo's beers in the US is now going to be made by Stone. So if anything, it's like, well, there's more work now than there ever has been, that all of Sapporo's beers now in the US market is going to be made by Stone. So there's more there. Um, but what they've also done is that Stone Distributing, which is their distribution network for their beers, has been carved out of the deals. They're not owned by Stone, Sapporo. Mm. No, Sapporo has their own distribution networks and Stone have basically said, no, we'll have our own thing on the, you know, that's basically the old management is keeping hold of this distribution network of stone oh, distribution. Okay. And, uh, and basically they're going to still act as a wholesaler, you know, under this previous ownership. So it's interesting. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of divide and conquer. Legit, legit. We'll, we'll see, we'll see uh, what happens with it. We'll, this is probably not the takeaway, but um, it's making me want to try a Sapporo again. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a Sapporo. It was, I did yeah. enjoy it, but also I think it's kind of knowing that um, I'm, I'm found it quite hard to get hold of. <laughs> so mm. now I want to try. I should probably have a few more of, of, of stones because they also, don't they also do. Um, uh, don't they also have is it Anchor Brewing is 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 under the label as well or something yeah or something like that I'm sure I've made that up but um, yeah. it's big news it's big news we probably should have covered it earlier <laughs> but it, it, well no up. it's only just been announced like it's been rumor speculation like I mean Sapporo yeah. made their their move or their announcement on June the twenty fourth so it's been brewing over the summer summer let's say <laughs> of course it has <laughs> but it's it's you know. As with everything with murders and acquisition, there's a lot of rumor mill, a lot of conversation going around. Um, it's Not always good to overnight. talk about facts, and you know, in a world of fake news, we're we're here talking about the real facts here at the I'll Try That That's podcast. It, yeah. yeah, we're bringing the for, facts to the people. We, yeah, we might not be first, but we're accurate. We still like to think so. Fabulous. Well, why don't we slide into another beer? Yeah, that happens sorry. to be owned by a big multinational. <laughs> we should do that, except I just spilt some, so I just need to dab it up with a tissue. And that is that is the ultimate sin, actually, on, on, on this podcast, isn't it, really? And I should have well, spilt it upon If we were still at university, device. Matthew, I'd be saying spillage equals liquidage, so and you'd does, have to yeah. do. <laughs> um, so, um, yes, sorry, Pursuit of Hopkins today is Tisky. Tisky, and particularly Tisky Groney. It just this is going to be absolutely littered with apologies for for poor pronunciation and, and and accents, but um, a beer that I'm sure I've probably walked past plenty of times, um, and actually never really picked up, never really noticed. Polish, um, I, I was going to say pilsner style lager, but I was just going to associate it with just being being a lager, um, I've. It, I'm trying to think why it's not not been part of my you know previous repertoire. Um, possibly even my first time trying it right now. Well, especially given the fact that Tiski is the Lager Grand Prix. This is the Grand Champion winner at the Brewing Industry International Awards and the only two-time Grand Prix winner in in the competition's 120-year history. Well, that. Mike yeah. dropped his okay. just that is. <laughs> Woo! Catch you later. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've been around a long time. Yeah, so Tisky was founded in Poland in 1629. Yeah, so I, that's going up there. I mean, that's, that's not like, of course, it's a long time, but that, even by brewery sense, that's a serious. That's a really time. old brewery. And it's the only Polish brewery with continuous production for more than 375 years. Yeah, a fair play. That's also, I mean, is is one of those beers. Then I'm, 
this is a bit of an assumption on the jump on my part, but I'm I think this this is a beer that's um would have had a huge influence on a lot of German beers in the time since then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, could be. I could see that. I could see that. I mean, definitely that area. I mean, this is the one we're actually having. You know, this this Siski Groni is is a light lager. You know, yeah. this is their probably their their most exported beer. You know, the fact that we're picking up here in the UK. I mean, Tiski is the number one beer in both uh, in both Poland and Polish beer in the UK. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. So this is like, <laughs> you know, in the US, Tiski is like the Budweiser of the US. You know, it's like the number one sold beer of a specific country. Good, good analogy. Yeah. So, like for us, that would be <laughs> Carling or Foster's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a discredit oh, to Tisky to say that like it's yeah. like Carling or Foster's. <laughs> that is possibly the most depressing thing I've heard on this podcast. <laughs> um, I'd say it's more like Carling because like Carling is trying to like say we're about England, we're we're from Bolton, we're from all this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, you know, we're from up north, um, and we're all about England. I Tisky is, is for me is very like it, it feels it looks very Polish. From yeah. the look of the label, no, it's the white with the red stripe. The white and red, yeah, it's it's now the the, the sort of national colours, isn't it? But um, uh, there's also a little bit of the you know regal vibe there. Like their emblem is is, is a crown, uh, is, isn't it? And um, <coughs> smell what I've got on it. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you just kind of did a big sigh, I thought you had something else to say. Yeah. Right, yeah. So you're absolutely spot on. I mean, this is basically the Polish beer from the history you know this is the 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 one that's been around for so long um so much so that it's got like special names in different countries so uh you know in german it's known as the fuschelai fuschelichi brauerei titschau which is the princely brewery of Tich, tichi tai chi oh, okay. or tiski yes sorry because t- uh, it's it's called tiski but it's from i think that's actually how you is that how you pronounce the town tisky. it was originally it was originally came in which is t-y-c-h-y yeah, Tichi, 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 but tichi. Is, that, is that pronounced tichi. Tiski? It, I think you're absolutely spot on. It's basically, uh, it was at one point the ownership of the German noble house of Promit, Prominitz. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all remember that. And then at some point it got under new management of the Hans von Hochberg, which was a German prince apparently, of ah. the house of Pless. And then okay. between 1918 and 1939, the brewery merged with the neighbouring competitive companies and came under the provisional administration uh, of the Polish state between 1932 due to unpaid taxes. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, that's no, that's weird. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, yeah, dark period in history. But actually, sorry, 1918 to 1939 was the bit you know, yeah, in Europe. Pre-war. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and they, <laughs> I mean, they do say that during World War II, the brewery was under management of occupying authorities. Yeah. That's basically what they refer to yeah. that as. But you're right. I mean, basically, it's got a very close link to the Germ- to German border as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a natural, you know, that's where Tichy is. Yeah. In Poland, it's close to the German border. Uh, border, which means obviously it's got a lot of German brewing heritage kind of intermingled here. You know, this is not like, you know, you know, Poland and, and Germany share a lot of kind of history and especially that part of the, of the, of the, of the, um, of the borders. You know, there's a lot of brewing knowledge that's shared between those, those kind of states and those areas. Yeah, yeah, fair play. And uh, is, is, I'm just, I'm trying to find out now. Is it, I'm, I'm still doing my research at the moment, but I imagine that it's got you know, like a Pilsner hop going on. 
Because that is that neck of the woods, isn't it? Yeah. That could be. I haven't known about that, but I'll go back to the crown. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are known for this distinctive white packaging, and the label depicts a royal crown to commemorate John III Sobieski, which is the king of Poland, who was born in 1629, the same year, the family von Promenitz established a brewery in the town of Tichy. So basically, they're to say... We started this brewery at this time, and this is the same year that this king of Poland was born. So it gets a crown. With you. Okay, makes sense. That's where the crown comes from. So, I'm doing the old, you know, the old round, round, round the back door, find out. You, know, you search by the actual uh, original name. You go get into T-Y-C-H-Y. And I've realised, actually, a colleague has explained to me recently that actually the C... I think in Polish is pronounced like, you know, like the S sound. So I think it's probably that we look at it as being the Titchy. Yeah. <laughs> as the yeah. But that, I, th- I think that's, a, that's pronounced Tisky. Tisky, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah the, the C and H is the sk sound sky. Uh, in okay. comparison. So, uh, comparison, right word, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, but I just, why am I struggling to find the, the, do they not have their own website? What I can find is who owns them. Can I give yeah, you so, a guess as to who owns them? Uh, I think it might be SAB Miller. They don't exist anymore, but I'll give yeah, you another right. go. Um, <laughs> they might have done at some point. Uh, Anheuser, it was not even called Anheuser-Busch anymore, isn't it? That's, that's the one that doesn't exist either. AB and Bev. It was AB. It was at one point AB and Bev, um, but it was bought by um, Asahi back in 2017. So oh, they okay. are the current owners of uh, of this Polish beer. Um, in the US, though, it is distributed by Molson Coors. Um, oh, so if you ever search for them and you get Molson Coors come up, it's like it's because they're distributed by Molson Coors over there. And they've got some other agreements around the brand and spending of marketing and blah, 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 blah. That's- but the actual owners of them is Asahi UK, here in the UK, yeah, specifically. Okay. That's interesting because then I, I always wonder, I started thinking about this more and more as we do the podcast, is actually the ones, the beers that I see here in the UK, but again, again, we can get a bit of insight from this from our dear friend Simo in Australia. Um, I, you know, I'm going to speak on Travis's behalf and say, God, he should be here. Um, but I am always curious to know about the differences between particularly places like Australia and the US about what is stocked in, you know, your average off-license bottle uh, liquor store, whatever it may be. Um, and I imagine if Molson Coors have got onto Tisky, I imagine it's something that um, American beer drinkers could probably get hold of quite readily then, right? Ah, quite possibly. I, I don't know. I mean, I know that they're, you know, as they're saying here, that they own the Polish market. They've got about 18% of the Polish market, which is that makes them the number one. Um, mm. And they are the number one Polish beer here in the UK. I imagine you could probably find them in other parts of Europe as well. Whether they've gone further afield, I, I can't sure. I mean, obviously, Asahi being Japanese, maybe you're finding them in in, uh, in other parts of, of Asia and uh, mm. Japan specifically. Um, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, but, you know, there is no... We want another one of those like Data's Beautiful Charts, Barbara, which tells you exactly where all these That's beers exactly. are sold and yeah, how yeah. they're sectioned up. A nice pie chart. Oh, let's go back to a throwback to a pie chart. That's, that's well, what I, I want to that, see. That's good. Or I was thinking about, you know, if you watch any um, football these days or soccer, mm. whether you could get like a, a globe and have a beer heat map 
<laughs> yeah, and find yeah, out where yeah. they where they are like sold a lot, not where yeah. they're getting more touches of the ball. Um, but, but, um, <laughs> that could be a good one, couldn't it? I mean, Guinness would be the would be the interesting one for that because I know we we did we played the whole game about where who drinks the most Guinness and and the, you know there's always a few surprise packages in there. But um, yeah, oh, every I think every brewery should have that a heat heat map of where they're sold. <laughs> Um, drinking wise, though, um, it's it's a solid number, and it? it's again that straw coloured. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Um, you almost uh, no one calls it uh, a sessionable lager, but it is, albeit of a you know five percent, so it's a little more potent than than um, uh, the others that you find on on the typical well, carbach. It would be what you would refer to as pokey, wouldn't it? I've tried to get out of the habit of, of describing it as pokey. No, that give the listeners what they want. They're always asking a barber to say the word pokey. Do you know? Do you know what this beer is, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Pause for effect. <laughs> nice is what it is. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, it's a nice beer. Well, I, I mean, I'd say it's, it does exactly as it says on the tin. It's a, you know... It's one of those, yeah. A lager, you know, standalone. You know, so you just kind of get the ABV there. It fits into that category. Um, I mean, as much as they go into the three kinds of beer, the mullings, the yeast, the two, blah, 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 different type of hops they have, it's... You you will just you will know the taste before you've had the taste of this beer. Mm-hmm. You know you've you, it will be drawing back a lot of parallels to a lot of other beers that you've had, which are very clean. They you know go down well. They're non-offensive. Yeah. Uh, you know you could probably drink or consume it with food and it not be you know doing any disservice to the food. You could have it on a hot day. You could have it on a cold morning if yeah. you're in that, that way inclined. And it's. It, it's kind of good for all occasions, but it, you know it kind of lacks a little bit of of real you not, know not, something. Not, not a thought provoking beer, I suppose. Is yeah, it? Um, yeah. It's 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 a stat. It's I mean, I'll hold my hands up. This is the first Polish beer I think I've ever had. Um, you know, the, the, and the fact that it has this rich heritage around Poland and where it's come from. And, you know, I love finding out about that. I had no idea about this. I mean, obviously it's got 1629 and a Polish crown and a Polish recipe, you know, written on the, on the label. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. It must be like something linked with Polish royalty, but you know, it's not too far from the truth. But the fact remains is I found out a lot more from it since diving into the history behind it, um, than I ever have done from looking at it on the shelf and going, oh, I'll try that one. <laughs> well it's funny you were just saying about the, the non-offensiveness and the multiple purposes that you have for this beer that you know, I, you know, I put it down it's got to be a contributing factor to its survival from 1629 and that you don't yeah. get through yeah. 400 years without pleasing quite a few people <laughs> at the same time basically. I think you're absolutely right I mean and also you know generations of people you know this is not just a beer that a brewery that's like you know one and done like they've been around for so long for obvious reasons you know uh, and this is uh, breweries like this make me kind of just look at you know the, those that are saying down with the old guard down with the old breweries and you know just new breweries are the only way forward and craft is best and blah 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 I'm thinking there are companies out there they've been around since 1629 mate they're going to be around for a lot longer than this. Like, there's a reason why these breweries are here, and that they have spanned generations, decades. You know, and it's fair to say how um, 
of the many, many breweries that, let's say, have started up since, let's say, just uh, take from, from since the year 2000, I think a lot of them will be doing very well to be around in 2,400. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be, that would just be remarkable, wouldn't it? I mean, that would be. a lot is going to happen between now and then. <laughs> and quite a lot of those breweries are going to have to change their, like, attitude to how they sell their beer and what their beer is made of to be yeah. you know to do that i mean god i mean imagine like brew dogs branding in in yeah. 2400 well i was just gonna say that they're, they're the ones i was about to say brew dog as the ones who well by like well they've made the most it depends they've made enemies as well they? but they've made the most friends haven't they Oh, I don't know. They're vilified. I don't know. This. I think yeah, they were kind of becoming a, a bit of the marmite. But but then that's what they they've always played on. They want people to hate them because that gives them more notoriety, gives them more of a talking point. Yeah. They don't want to be loved by everyone, and that's that's what people don't get. I love I love you know I love our community here at the I'll Try That podcast and people who send me stuff and uh you know and kind of we we have these kind of like you know things through email and and. Uh, and Instagram primarily that are sent to us through our DMs, sliding into our DMs, which is just great. But we love that. <laughs> a lot of it is like, you know, Brewdog, you know, the latest stuff from Brewdog, which is relatively negative. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's like great. Thank you for sharing that. I'm not a, you know, a, a Brewdog fanboy in the sense that I'm like, you know, I, I won't hear to the bad news. Of course, they've got bad news going on. It's, you know, it's interesting, all news, but. This is a company I'm I'm afraid to say that thrives on the good and the bad news. If anything, they thrive more on the bad news because they get more. Because we as human beings, we re- we remember bad news way more, like five times as much as we remember good news. No so, such you know, thing as bad publicity. That's exactly it, and that's what they've always done. I mean, if you look back to Brewdog in their early years, they were picking fights with everyone. You know, yeah. <laughs> literally, that's the, the punks of 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 Bria. and they're just like picking fights. Anyway. This is was an episode about Brewdog. This is an episode about a very, very long-standing and standing the test of time brewery. Um, you know, Tiski. I, you know, t- sorry, Papa, do the pronunciation again. Sorry, yeah, no, I'm saying Tiski, but I think it's now. Ri- I think it's now written for our pronunciation. Does that make sense? No, I get that. A lot of brands have done that. I mean, I was working yeah. with um, Qingdao, uh, who had who's respelt their name. For easier for for international audiences to pronounce their name with you as well. Yeah. Not um, so similar to these guys. Yeah. It's not Singtao exactly, and yeah. they've done a lot of marketing campaigns to let you know. No, it's Qingdao is how you pronounce yeah. it. So anyway, so, yeah, I think these guys have gone the other way. So it would be we would read it as Titchy, mm-hmm. but meant to it is meant to be pronounced Tisky. Whereas I think if this is just my interpretation, I really don't know for sure. Um, but they put it down as Tisky, so we all say it correctly. Well, I they've think, changed the spelling. Think, yeah, they've changed the spelling to help us pronounce it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like I need help reading. That's, 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 that's my takeaway. But um, yeah, uh, how, how do they do on numbers though? Do they even? I mean, if they don't have a website or Instagram and, and, and uh, Twitter, I mean, they, do, they don't really. That's, I, I was trying to look for them before. Do you know what? In many ways, fair play to them. They, I, I will say, Tisky do have a Polish website. Tisky um, Brony. Yeah, tisky.pl, if you want to look it up yourself. Um, I'm just going to go in. They have a 0.0, 0, 
If you're keen to know, um, yeah, and they don't they don't advertise their Instagram or their uh, Twitter, so I couldn't tell you what their numbers are because I can't find them on Instagram or Twitter. But they do have a, a spanking website on tiski.pl, spelt how the name of the brand is uh, .pl, um, and it's all in Polish. So get you to Google Translate going. Um, and there's a, a flashy website showing their Tiski product, their Grony that we're trying, and also their 0.0 version as well. Um, and they do say so they have an Instagram, and I've just found it, and it has 10.8k followers. So that was a long way around. I might cut that whole bit out <laughs> and get straight to 10.8k. 10.8, <laughs> and I'll make an appreciative noise, and I'll go, ooh, 10.8. Oh, yeah, Tiski. <laughs> nice. Tiski. <laughs> And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That Podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>